You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Hello, everybody. Robert Carrillo here from Metro Vision Studios, and I'm super excited about our little study today on Ezekiel and the Valley of Dry Bones, one of the classic, classic stories in the Bible that to, is in there, I am sure, to move us, to inspire us, to motivate us, to give us the strength, and especially above all, the faith that we need, especially when we're in tough situations. Let's go ahead and open our Bibles to chapter 37. Um, Chapter 37 of the book of Ezekiel, which is on page 1,381 in my Bible, if you happen to have the exact same Bible I do. Um, chapter 37. If you don't know where it is, it's right after chapter 36. So chapter 37, Ezekiel, and we'll start out right from the beginning. We're just going to read a little section of this and draw out of there some really great points that I think will help us all. So chapter 37, verse 1. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. And he asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I love this story. Okay, so what a wild scene. He brings Ezekiel to this valley, and it's a valley full of dry bones. And he takes them all over the valley, showing them. And they're not just dry bones, they're very dry bones. And he asks them the, 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 the big question, Son of man, can these bones live? And of course, the, 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 the point behind that question is, do you believe, right? Do you have the faith to believe in this? And, and, and it's funny because Ezekiel, gives a safe answer. He says, Sovereign Lord, you alone know, which is a correct answer, but it's not dealing with the issue. The issue is where's Ezekiel's faith at? That's the real issue because God is testing him and he's taking him all over the valley and showing him. Of course, the question is, why did he make him see the entire valley? Why did he make him look at all those dry bones? And why are the bones so dry? And, and, and obviously he's testing his faith. You know, these aren't, these aren't wounded people. These are bones. They're not breathing. They're not moving. They're just bones. And they're not just bones. They're dry bones, meaning that there's no life in them. They've been dead for a long time. They're all dried out. And, 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 you know, I mean, the question is a, it's a tough question. Do you think that these things can come to life? Do you think, you know, God is going to raise up an army? Can he do it with this? pile of dried bones. And, and, and of course, Ezekiel gives a safe answer. Lord, you alone, you alone know this. And, but here's, you know, the, the, here's the, here's what we have to understand from this. Faith is facing the facts and trusting in the power of God. That's what faith is. Faith is not positive thinking. It's not ignorance, you know, being, being positive. It's knowing the facts and knowing God. And the logical conclusion that comes from that is anything is possible. It doesn't matter how bad the facts are. It doesn't matter how bad the situation. The situation is very bad here. These, I mean, God was going to raise an army and all he's got is a bunch of dry bones. And that would pretty much guarantee failure anywhere else if it weren't God involved. And God is involved. And here's the key. 
in all leadership situations, in all life situations, is God involved? No matter how bad your situation, no matter how tough your situation, the question is, is do you have God involved? Do you have God working on it? So we keep reading. It says, then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So God calls him and tells him, go preach to these bones. Go preach to them and tell them to come to life. That breath will enter you and you will come into life. And I mean, what a weird thing to go and preach to a bunch of bones, right? And again, God is testing Ezekiel's faith. And Ezekiel has to go out there and thankfully he's obeying. He goes out there and he starts to preach to the bones. And the, and, and, and the questions here is, what is the source of power to change? What, what, I mean, that's a, that's, that's, that's not just a little miracle. Those are major miracles. And what is going to cause those major miracles to happen? He says the word of God, basically. He tells them, you preach to them. It, the word of God is incredibly powerful. I mean, all of creation came about simply by God's word. God said, let there be light. And it was so. God said, let there be land. And there was so. Everything that comes, comes from God's word. And in fact, in Hebrews 1, 3, it says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful, what? Word. The word of God. The word of God. The logos of God, which is Jesus, is the power to make things happen. This is really important. You know, because even on a practical level, when we study our Bibles, when we read and when we memorize scriptures, those scriptures, that reading changes us. That changes our hearts, changes our mind. It literally changes the way our brain functions. It changes how we think, which changes our attitude and changes our heart and changes our attitude and inch, which eventually changes our actions. And that's the word of God. It's living. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates soul and spirit, bone and marrow. It goes in that deeply and makes that big a difference. Most of us, when we sat down and studied the Bible with somebody, it changed our lives. We got baptized and gave our lives to God because of the word that we read. It wasn't because the person reading was so clever or so smart or so wise that they talked us into it. It was the word of God that changed us. It transformed us. And it has to be understood that in any situation that the word of God must be understood, believed, and preached. And that's what changes everything. That's what makes things incredible is God's word. And, And here's the cool thing is you can preach God's word into any situation, any situation that we come through in life, no matter how difficult it is, There is a word of God to address it. There is a word of God to sustain us. There's a word of God to empower us to get through it. So how important is the word of God? It's incredibly important. And that's what God was teaching Ezekiel as he's raising an army from dry bones. He's telling him to go and preach, right? So it says, so I prophesied as I was commanded 
And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. So, so he's out there. He's Ezekiel's preaching and, and this would make a great movie. I mean, this would, this would be like awesome special effects that all of a sudden there's a noise, there's a rattling sound. I mean, this is, this is incredible. This is written thousands of years ago and it's like a great sci-fi movie or something. There's rattling noise and the bones are coming together bone to bone. And I looked and suddenly there's tendons and there's flesh and now there's skin covering them. I mean, incredible things are happening. And then whoops, no breath in them. Okay. No breath in them. Okay. That's a problem, right? Change comes through continued faith and continued action. You got to keep on preaching. We can't, we can't be set back when everything doesn't go our way. And, 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 and often, I mean, Satan never lets everything go our way. He always is trying to thwart our efforts. He's always throwing obstacles. He's always throwing us a curveball. And so God is training Ezekiel. So he, he, Ezekiel's out there preaching like he's told and the tendons and the meat and the flesh and the skin, but no breath. Well, what's up with that? You just got to keep on preaching. You got to keep on preaching. Sometimes it's preaching to ourselves. Sometimes it's reading the scriptures and keeping our heart in there, our mind in there, memorizing scriptures. We're preaching to ourselves. We are literally remapping our brains to affect our hearts that will affect our actions. And we keep preaching. We keep memorizing scriptures. You know, I have, I have scriptures written on my walls. You know, I'm not, you know, it's, it's a dry erase board. Now write every week a scripture that I think of that helps me, that keeps me close to God, that, that just, empowers me. We got to keep preaching. So then he said, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. He's telling Ezekiel, Ezekiel, you just keep preaching. And in fact, tell the breath, tell the breath. I mean, how crazy is that? Talk to the breath, tell the breath that God says, do this. Right. And, and actually in the Hebrew, it's Yahweh says, Yahweh says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. And so he's telling you go command that breath. So what did Ezekiel do? He did it. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. I love this. I love this because... It's a seemingly impossible situation. And of course, this is Ezekiel's ministry training or leadership training. He's teaching, God's teaching them, you preach the word and that will bring life even to the dead. You preach the word and that will change things. And that will bring life and breath into even the dead. Even those that have not yet come to life will come to life. And out of that, I will raise a vast army. I mean, what an incredible scene. What an incredible lesson for Ezekiel. So what do we get out of this? Well, first of all, we know that faith is the key. Faith is always the key. It's the key that unlocks God's power. It's the key that unlocks the Holy Spirit. It's the key that unleashes the Holy Spirit to make incredible things happen. 
No faith, no incredible. No faith, no miracles. No faith, nothing changes. In fact, that's how kind of how you know. It's a good way to know whether you're walking by faith or not. You're changing and people around you are changing when we're walking by faith. When we're lacking faith, nothing changes. No miracles happen. Faith is the key. That's the most important lesson in this whole pericope that we just studied. Number two, God can change the toughest situations. You know, we get in tough situations. We get discouraged. We get upset. We sometimes compare, oh, my situation's harder than this person. and It's not fair. And, da, da, da. and the fact is, the fact is, God loves tough situations. The tougher the situation, the more God is able to work and be glorified because of it. And guess what? Our faith increases. It's the really tough situations. You might think, yeah, you don't know my ministry. They are truly dead. They are dry bones. Okay, we got a story for you. How God revived dry bones and turned them into a vast army. Well, you don't know my church. My church is all dry bones. My church is dead. Well, guess what? God specializes in reviving the dead. And, and, and no matter how tough our situation, you ought to see my life on all the challenges I have. You ought to see what's happened to me. You know what? It, no matter what is happening in our lives, God has the power to change it. God has the power to bless it. And God has the heart to do it as well. Number three, God works through prophets. God works through prophets. You know, he could, God could have just snapped his fingers and made the valley a vast army. But that's not how he works. That's not his ethos. That's not his, what he does. What he does, when there's a problem, he sends somebody in. He calls somebody to be a prophet and he sends them in. God sent somebody to me. And they helped me to learn the Bible and change my life. God probably sent somebody to you. In fact, if we sit down and really think about it, he probably sent more than one person. He probably spoke through a teacher. He probably spoke through a neighbor. He probably spoke through a childhood friend. He probably spoke to you in high school and then in college. And at whatever point you finally listened and latched in, then it really began to rock and roll. But God, this is how God works. He works through prophets. So there is no greater thing to do than be a prophet of God. Speak the word of God. Speak the word of God into a situation, to a person, to yourself. But speak the word of God. Be a prophet for God. Number four, the power to change things lies in his words. Knowing the scriptures. Knowing what scriptures. Knowing where to look in the Bible. Knowing which great stories. Knowing what proverbs of wisdom. What scriptures of wisdom. What scriptures of encouragement. What scriptures of warning are going to help the situation. Are going to help your own heart. We should have a list of scriptures. These are the scriptures. These are my go-to scriptures when I'm having a tough day. These are my go-to scriptures when I'm talking to somebody about purity. These are my go-to scriptures when I want to encourage somebody who's suffering. These are, we should have that. We should have a catalog of scriptures and scriptures we've memorized that we know by heart. We know them that well. We can just spew them out. Why? Because, why is that important? Because sometimes we don't have our Bible with us or sometimes we don't have time to go to a Bible or, 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 or our phones or whatever. And it's good to be able to just drop the scripture, say, quote it, boom, and help the situation. And what are you doing when you do that? You're unleashing the spirit of God. You're unleashing the power of God. And number five, if you want to see things change, you must keep preaching. You got to keep doing it. 
You got, you can't stop. You got to just keep going. You remember when Elijah's servant, it was supposed to rain and he, and he goes and he comes back and says, there's no clouds out there. There's no rain. And Elijah says, go back. And he sends him back. Then he comes back and he says, I still don't see any clouds or anything. And he says, go back. And then he comes back and says, I still don't see anything. And he says, go back. And he goes back and he comes back and says, I still don't see anything. And then he says, go back. And he comes back and says, there's nothing out there. Go back. And then he comes back, nothing out there. Go back. Seven times. Seven times. He kept preaching to him. Go and search. Go and search. And guess what? Seventh time he comes back and says, you know, there's a little cloud about the size of a hand. And it's coming up. And he says, go tell everybody to get ready because it's going to rain. And it does. And it rains and it pours and it floods the valley. Elijah just didn't stop preaching. He kept preaching. He kept telling that servant, you go back. You go and look. Go and see. You know what happens to us? We tried once, maybe twice. By the third time it doesn't happen, we quit. We're done. This doesn't work. God's not listening. God doesn't answer my prayers. Where's God? He's abandoned me. You just got to keep preaching. It was the lesson to Ezekiel. A lot of good happened, but there was no breath in them. Well, you're not going to have an army, and nothing's going to happen if there's no breath in them. He had to just keep preaching. And in fact, he had to get more specific and command the breath in the name of Yahweh to enter and bring life to those bodies. And they did. You just got to keep preaching. So as leaders, as members, as disciples of Jesus, we face a lot of challenges in life. And, and let me tell you, right now, the world looks like it's getting a tougher place to be, not an easier place. And how much we need to have faith and how much our world needs the word of God to be preached, to be said to be taught because it is the solution. The solution of the world's problems, it's not a government system. It's not a political system. It's not a philosophy. It's not even a religion. It's the word of God. That's the solution. That's how you fix anything, including myself and my heart and my life and my marriage and my friendships and my children and their lives, and our relationship, all of that is set right and given breath by the Word of God. So let's learn the lesson from Ezekiel. The power is from God, and it's unleashed in His Word. So go preach the Word. God bless you. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit metrolaregion.com 